ST-321, code clearance blue. We're starting our approach to deactivate the security shield. Hi, I'm Paul and I'm with my mate James and welcome to Code Clearance Blue, a show where we discuss all things Star Wars from our home here in the UK. We would be honoured if you would join us. I've been looking forward to this. Hello, hello everybody. We are back. We're back for another episode where we'll be talking Mandalorian, obviously, new ep. We are recording this actually on Wednesday, which is really good. Um, and obviously I'm here with James, as always. How are you, mate? All right, mate. All good, all good. I'm just uh, having a little little sup on this bad boy. Have a look at that. Oh, yeah. Stormtrooper Lightspeed Pilsner. Lovely. Yeah, very, very nice indeed it is. It's a Christmas present. I think I mentioned it on one of the apps. And me and my brother got a little case each. And I still got a couple knocking about the fridge. And I thought, you know what? For tonight, I'll toast the pod with a little Lightspeed Pilsner. We had it. Really long, good episode, so I'm gonna have a little uh, cheeky pilsner. Why not? Why not? The last week's episode was about around about an hour, wasn't it? So I've got to have something to keep me going, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, should we crack on a bit of Mando? Yeah, should we do Mando first this week? Let's do Mando first. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, trying to think of the beginning now. Oh, yeah. So, I suppose my first reaction was when I turned it on, it's like shit it's an hour <laughs> it's quite a long episode do you know what I mean so something tasty must be going on if it's an hour which is sort of mid-season out which is uh, that was my first thought and then obviously we go straight back into where we pick you know, we pick up where we left off last week and obviously Din Djarin survives that's the big plot twist <laughs> <laughs> he starts coughing and he's uh, he survived again what a day <laughs> Um, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then turns and goes, did you, uh, did you see anything? <laughs> see anything alive? <laughs> no, no. Okay. So yeah, that's it, wasn't it? That was our only view. I thought we were going to, of, of, of the, the mysterious creature. Mate, complete red flag. Did you see anything alive down there? Like, you yeah. <laughs> Why would you let that go? You'd be like, well, what did you see then? Because I didn't see nothing. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, I mean, to be fair... Do you fair, think he did see? Do you think he did see something? No, I don't think he did. No. I think he was like... He said he he said he, he said he saw the chasm as he was going down, so he, he wasn't unconscious or anything. But I think it was kind of like behind, behind him. Behind so him. when she was yeah. dragging him back up in, in the yes. last episode, I think she kind of had a more of a side on view and the light coming from her um, like flash light on the helmet or whatever must have like woken it up. Cause I think it's eye kind of like went moved with like the, with the light. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I don't think he did see it and obviously not to jump too far ahead, but the very, the second to last shot in the episode was of the mythosaur symbol. Wasn't symbol. It? Yeah, and Bo's just looking at it like, oh, wait. I know mm-hmm. where there's one of them. The ride, the mythosaur. Oh yes, and mate, if it doesn't happen by the, the by series end, I, I don't know what to what to say. It'd be such a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, they they escape anyway, and this is all start. This is still the pre-title thing, and then jump in, and then. They say this is the way I think, and then Grogu goes. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and they some some words that mumble out, and then we see get some tie interceptors having a go, which is quite interesting. I mean, that's great. Oh, nice. this sort of long sort of you know dogfight battle, which is brilliant, absolutely I, superb. I thought it was superb. Yeah, I, it was like pro- it felt like proper old school Star Wars to me. Yeah. Um, even like with the like the music, I know obviously it's not John Williams doing it anymore, but the music was swirling about. You had like dog fights going on, and then just when you think they're out of the woods and they're going to go in and have a bit of uh, old pog soup and, and just chill out for a bit, um, some tight interceptors come in and just bomb the hell out of her home, and then loads more come out of the sky, and it's just like this is like proper old school, like. Like you said, dogfights and everything, and also important character development that Bo Katan's now got a reason to be back in the fight, you know? 
Totally, yeah. Her home has been destroyed. But yeah, there's some great, great manoeuvres and obviously she's sort of keeping them distracted while Sting gets his little ship. And um, yeah, I mean, the last one, the last one that she destroys where the, her wing, she turns her power off and her wing sort of flops down and she does this sort of flip. And then, I mean, that was a great manoeuvre. Very, I thought, a bit like in Andor, you know, when, um, I can't remember the character's name now, but when he, he done something quite clever, didn't he, with his ship yeah. and power and stuff. So, yeah, it was quite good. And, and um, yeah, it was it was a cracking. And then, then the title, Mandalorian, comes up. We're like, fucking hell, stuff, we've done 10 minutes of a pre. Yeah. <laughs> a I know. It's, it proper took me by surprise. I was like, oh, yeah, we, we've, oh, we've only just had, like, the prologue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The prologue's like, oh, my God, this is a very long, it's, like, halfway into the episode. But, yeah, it was so good. Um, and then, yeah, he, kept, he called a bow. as well. like, hey, bow. <laughs> First name terms, which I thought was quite good. And then, yeah, the, the title comes in, and then we're banging into Coruscant in a completely different story. <laughs> done a complete, they did, like, a complete Boba Fett, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, now I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is a chapter for, like, the um, the Republic uh, story, you know what I mean? Like, that got canned, but maybe it's coming back in a different form or something. Um, rather than, like, the Rangers, maybe it's something else. But, yeah, I don't know, it just felt like a whole new... Obviously, like, they show two shots of those two characters right at the beginning, didn't they, just to remind us, which was very random. Yeah. Because one's from, obviously, from the first season, first episode, isn't it, when we meet the Doctor. Um, and then, yeah, it's like, uh, we're in we're in Coruscant, which is, which is cracking. See, the thing, the thing is, I think le- these little opening stings where it's like previously on The Mandalorian, like... They did that in the, the first episode, didn't they, with IG-11? And again, both of us said at the time, we were like, that's a bit odd to show that. Obviously, yeah. so now it's kind of a bit spoiler because it's like, oh, they're showing Dr. Pershing. So something's going to have to happen about him or with him in this episode for them to justify showing that. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And obviously what we got was like basically Dr. Pershing, chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> On holiday. <laughs> and Coruscant yeah well like little... apart from when he went to that fairground yeah no it was um the the when he got into the taxi or the chauffeur the the droids just sort of giving him a tour like oh this is this this is that it's like wish you were here or something you know <laughs> little holiday special yeah it's like oh while well, you're here you might as well go and see these sites and yeah go to the fair and the highest mountain tip which I thought was quite cool um and uh yeah so it's yeah that was a very long that was pretty much the episode was there those two characters developing which was again i mean very andor-esque i thought really sort of quite long and we're sort of trying to understand these guys because we don't know anything about them apart from their sort of ex-empire and obviously got involved with moff of moff gideon and, and stuff and um and sort of comparing stories and then and then yeah it's like it's quite quite interesting where it goes yeah i thought it was um because it's kind of like they called it an like, amnesty housing didn't they so basically all those people in there are probably like ex-imperial mm. and it re- like really like took me by surprise that they got given code names and stuff so even within that habitat they're all still keeping it like they're still keeping all of the individuals like secret even from each other yeah and i'm guessing i'm guessing the, the backstory that the, the the lady used i can't remember her name now i know they said it once but i'm guessing that was complete bullshit that when she was like oh i saw you on the star destroyer and i never i never said anything um never introduced myself and stuff i'm guessing she never actually was on that ship. She's just saying that, and and Pershing's obviously just kind of saying to himself, "Yeah, I guess that's probably that sounds probably true." So I'll just say, "Yeah, don't mm. worry about it." You know what I mean? Like, because she was very convincing that they were they used to be part of the same team or whatever. Yeah, so it's interesting where all that went, really, because obviously he. I mean, it's very interesting, wasn't it? Because he obviously he's got his 
genetic cloning background, which is, seems to be very anti sort of New Republic and New Republic very anti. You know what I mean? Like they've got big walls, and obviously he had a HR meeting with a droid every day. <laughs> He's like, "How are you feeling? Do you have any resentment?" Um, and you know, sort of starts asking questions. Obviously, she sort of like winding them up, but then yeah, for for a, a sort of the New Republic has sort of come from rebels. They're not making it that rebellious, do you know what I mean? They're not making people think that much. It's gone sort of, which is quite interesting. Because obviously we know nothing about this new period at all, you know what I mean? This is all new for us and how they sort of ran it. And it's great sort of seeing the, the chamber again, but obviously it's designed very differently with a big stage in the middle and um, when he's doing that speech. And he said something very similar, all you need is a, a slight piece of someone's DNA. Um, didn't he? You know, right at the beginning, so you think, oh, Palpatine, there we go. All he needed was a, a fingernail. Yeah. From, a, yeah. from, from the Death Star <laughs> on Endor. And, um, and yeah, could bring him back to life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although he did get seemingly vaporised down that channel. <laughs> so He did. He could have dropped a nail, though, couldn't he? he? He could have dropped a nail, yeah. Or they could have had some DNA, like, on file somewhere that they kept stashed away. Yeah, toothbrush. Um, I think, yeah, a little toothbrush or a hairbrush <laughs> or something like that, yeah. But they're, but they're bound to do that, though, because I'm, I'm telling you, they're building this all up so that they can finally have, like, a backstory explanation for what happens in Rise of Skywalker, for sure. Totally, totally. totally. And also, it's a good point what you mentioned about um, seeing this new um, the period of the New Republic coming into play, because when you think about it, all we really got in the sequels was, like, that one scene of... Hosnian Prime and like everyone just getting obliterated. Yeah. It's like the New Republic's gone now. All you've got is this little remnant of of the fleet controlled by Leia and a couple of others and that's it. So it's like Yeah, it came it came and went very quickly, but yeah, we we've got no and we've got no understand sort of rise of the, the the first order either. But yeah, so it's yeah, it's very interesting, I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they'll. I don't know if they'll touch on the rise of the first order. No, I don't think they will. I think it's very much like the New Republic and and yeah. how it's sort of, yeah, just post Jedi really. I mean, there's obviously lots of comics about it and books and things, but that's about it. So it's it's quite good. They've got quite an open world really, but yeah, sort of like this sort of these two characters building, and then obviously he is asked, does he want to build his own lab on the side and. Because yeah, she knows somewhere where there's a lab that you can have, and um, <clears throat> finally get onto the train without a ticket. Oh mate, I love that. I love that. I've been in that situation <laughs> so many times, like in my younger <laughs> days. It's like shit. Ticket inspector's coming quick. Get up and walk to the next carriage, and just hope that your your stop is coming. You're just like, please, just let the doors open before he gets in here, please. Yeah, please. yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, no that ticket. made me laugh honestly I was like I was cracking up um, and then yeah they go to the, obviously the big imperial sort of star destroyer don't they and that's quite again really good scene and so again sort of developing together and then yeah it was like a, it was a bit of a twist because obviously they get captured and then she's in on it and then it was a bit of a stitch up and then I don't know I was sort of following it I was like okay what's sort of going on here and then then they obviously bring you back, and then what's the species Admiral Akbar is Mon, that Mon Calamari? Mon Calamari, that's it. Um, there's a Mon Calamari, but a green one. And then did you notice that the guy, uh, the doctor, then said to him, "It's a trap." Yeah, this <laughs> was so like, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> they, they they lingered the they lingered the camera on him just for a split second too long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like just to make it like hey. We got that. We got that one. We got it in. We got it in. <laughs> we've got an Admiral Akbar looking like a Wu sister. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. It was a trap. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, what was your take on all of this anyway? Well, I think I think she's a double double agent because obviously the New Republic are applauding her for being a good mole within the Amnesty House. Yes, and weeding out people that might still have loyalty to the empire or want to continue their their work or in this case research for example even though i do believe pershing wanted to do it for the greater good for the new republic rather than 
trying to keep it like going for the yeah. end sort of thing. But then what, because at the end of that scene, she's whacked up the old uh, brain brain drain or whatever. Cause she gets left in the, in, in the circle. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to just like make sure he's all right and everything. I think, I think she's done that because secretly she is still is working for the empire or whatever's floating around the remnants or whatever. And they needed Pershing to have a complete mind wipe or get killed or whatever, like, because he's too important and knows too much stuff about what's been going on in terms of keeping Palpatine alive behind the scenes. I see. Yeah. So do you think her purpose is sort of to kill him or is it just to wipe his mind? I think it was, well, I think Eva is a, a winner. Eva, Eva's a winner. Yeah. yeah. Eva or, I mean, like if he comes out of that, that, that device and, and he can't remember how to do his research or what he's done or who he's been doing it for, then I think she can go back to her paymaster, whoever that might be on the empire side and be like, it's done. And they'll be like, yeah, good. Thanks. But she's obviously got herself well in with the New Republic people that they think that she's just like a good servant for them and like doing what she needs to do. And she's been fully re- rehabilitated sort of thing. Yeah, it's a good yeah. point. It, is she just a random who pretends that she used to work for the Empire when she's with all those all these people? Or was she actually Empire who's then been rehabilitated as far as the New Republic is concerned, but she's actually held on to her past and she's still working for someone and she's like on the inside. Do you know what I mean? Is it which way, which one of those is it? I don't know. Yeah, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because it was, like you said, it was a bluff to the double bluff. And I think, obviously, yeah, obviously the first part is like, okay, she's worked, yeah, she's an insider, she's a mole for the New Republic. And then I think you're right. I think, I think Moff Gideon's like, she's, a, I was thinking, sort of his right hand man. And she's sort of, she's sort of the rebel, like we saw in Andor. But now <laughs> the opposite, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's the rebel insider. <laughs> if that makes sense, but for the opposition. So yeah. <clears throat> Jim Jim's shot twice and the teller fell. Yeah. <laughs> Jim fell? No, Jim shot twice first. And then Jim <laughs> fell. Jim fell once? No, no, that's twice. It's <laughs> <laughs> very much like that. That was Oh, what a series. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, Talk about police squad there, by the way, everybody. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bit of police squad. Did did you... Um, I thought, like, you, you made a good point earlier on, but I felt that this very much meshed together, like, the the sort of fun knockabout fantasy of Mandalorian and also, like, the sort of serious side of, like, Andor and kind of mucked it into, like, one episode. Yeah. Yeah, I think it felt like... Um, they've read the Andor scripts when that was obviously a little bit before and they said, oh, this could quite, this sort of character development sort of works quite well, you know? Mm, mm. Um, obviously they didn't know the reaction to it then, but especially two people we know nothing about, they're, I mean, they're pretty much on the side, aren't they? You know, very secondary characters in, in the grand scheme of things. And yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see where this goes with them two really. Yeah, I've, I'm quite disappointed that Pershing isn't actually going to... Because I thought it'd be quite good if he set up his own little mobile lab and sort of continued doing his bits and pieces and stuff that somehow it would then, like, seek back into what he was doing for the Empire and, like, someone in the New Republic would catch him doing it and then they'd get him to explain what he was doing for the Empire and he might reveal, you know, like a planet or, like, a, a secure place where everything kind of is or whatever and... Yeah, which I think still can happen because mm. there's no guarantee this brain wiping technology is going to do anything. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But it sort of fades to black as as he's kind of, um, yeah, as, as he's obviously looking at all these images. Um, it's quite dark, all that, isn't it? You know, like sort of brainwashing people and stuff. Yeah, it was a little bit um, clockwork orange, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's quite dark, and then. She turns out to 11 and then off we go. <laughs> Faint to black, don't we? This one goes to 11. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you make 10 one louder 
and that will be the loudest. No, no, this goes to 11. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then we fade to black and then it's uh, sort of back back to back to Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, but hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, though, okay, there's, yeah. there's two things that I noticed. That So obviously, like, the trap thing was like a really good callback and yes. like, made us laugh, but... In that opening speech that he did in the the opera house, did you notice that um, there was a little callback to Revenge of the Sith? Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that. So when he was talking and he was like, I lost my mother um, like when I was like fairly young or whatever, she died of, her, of like a, her heart just gave out. Uh... I was like, oh, yeah, like a certain young former queen of the boo. Yeah. Lost the will of lost, yeah. That's been corroborated by a doctor now. All right, so it's true. That's it. It's true. It's, it's true. true. He's a doctor. He's a man of medicine. One thing I did note. So when you know when he gets into that sort of taxi, whatever it is, with that droid, mm. that droid looks like the original drawing concept art of C three PO. Looks very similar, but I tried to find. You know that one that's sort of burning into your head where he's got C-3PO and R2-D2 and I think it's just desert. Yes. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. A piece of concept art that I couldn't find anywhere. But, um, yeah, he looked very, very sort of similar. That's a and great just, shout. That's a great shout. But I don't know if that was just me thinking, you know, putting the two together that might not work. But Do, anyway. do you know, um, and Anthony Daniels has said several times that when he went for the initial interview with George Lucas about the part, he was a bit like hesitant about it. But when he walked into the interview room, they had that shot, that piece of art, like on a board behind him or whatever. And he looked at it and he just said, he just said straight away, I kind of like fell in love with the, with how the character looked. Yeah. And it made him feel a bit more at ease about sort of like taking the job on and stuff. So big shout out to Ralph McQuarrie, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's all good, and yeah, then I think then we do fade to black, don't we? And then we are. Hold on, hold on. I'm running out of another point here. God, dear me! I suppose it is fifty minutes. I mean, it's been nearly an hour. Did you did you do an eight oh five special again? Because you text me at like nine oh five. Yes, eight o'clock, eight o'clock special. I was like. Well, I was there from like seven fifty-five. You know what I mean? Just sort of refreshing it. <laughs> so yeah, I was ready. I was ready to go. Brilliant. Um, you need to. Yeah. Um, you need to I strike. You about, I don't. Know, it must, have, it must have been like ten past nine or something. You need to strike some sort of deal with Disney Plus so that you can get yours at like seven fifty or something. Yeah, just a little bit earlier would be good. <laughs> um. There was, was like of... five thirty this morning, so oh man, five thirty would have been amazing. Oh, so you had to you had to wait for like two and a half hours. Yeah, that's why I'm ready at eight. That's why I'm ready to go. I'm I'm fully. I'm not up at five thirty by choice, by the way. No, of course <laughs> you know, not. Of course not. You know, but, yeah, but you, so you're, you're showered. You've eat, you've had breakfasts. I've, sort I've of cooked, yeah, everyone's breakfast out. Yeah, that's TV it. Viewing. 801, he's in the chair. I'm ready. <laughs> They've watched all their stuff. Brilliant stuff. Um, there was one other thing that I did notice. Um, you know how, like, in The Phantom Menace, old George Lucas put in that little gaggle of ETs in the Senate? Yes. And then, obviously, in ET, there's, like, a Yoda during that yes. Halloween scene when they're walking Halloween. down the street. Yeah. So... I. I, maybe I'm reading too much into this. I don't know, but that scene when they were walking through that little sort of fun fair carnival place, yeah, on Coruscant, and they showed like a magician doing like a little magic trick, and he pulled out this like lizards like from uh, yes out of, out of nowhere. It looked like one of the little spitting dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. And I was just like, oh, is that like another little? little nod to Spielberg sort of thing to be like, oh, yeah. Little gag, yeah. Could be, yeah. I didn't see, really. But yeah. It really it had, like, the fins that came out the side of its head. Oh, and okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. yeah. Nice, nice. Just uh, just caught me eye. With the old um, light bulb lollipops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're about 35p down the local shop, them things. 
Yeah. Fluorescent lollies or whatever. Fluorescent lollies with a light in the middle. Yeah. As they're pretending to eat them. Dentists are just like, stay away from them, kids. Yeah. Billions up to Yaya. Also, as well, I just remembered, um, when they were talking about getting the old mobile lab together, did you notice the the background music had a very Palpatine-esque drone, little drone going on? Yeah, the old drone. <laughs> Talk of the music, Bo-Katan's music is fucking awesome. Whenever she like that that sort of rift, I don't know what it is because obviously the first time we hear it is when we see the three of them, you mm. know, jump on the boat in in season two. But it was already it was in this one as well in the in the sort of bit when she comes flying out. Um, yeah, it's cracking bit of sort of character music. Like, yeah, anyway. I thought yeah, I'll just, uh, I can't really think of it off the top of my head. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But yeah, I've a lot of that music in the opening, the opening like chase scene and everything was like excellent. So I'm obviously in agreement, but. Yeah, it's when she's usually um, sort of like, like I said, when they entered, when they rescued um, Din on that ship. Um, back in season two. Oh, with the, the quarren, yeah, the, yeah, and then three of them came flying out from nowhere to sort of rescue him. That's when it was really, really um, used, and then it was used just a little bit in this episode when she comes flying out of the of the water. So, yeah, it's it's really good. It's a really good piece. For yeah, her. yeah. I'll, I'll I'll make a point of trying to listen out for it next time for sure. She's becoming very prominent very main character so listen so we fade to black right yeah we fade to black finally fade that story's black. over and then we we come back up and and they go back to old uh the ancestral what is it what do they call it the ancestral home or something or that ancestral yeah. hideout or something where that old uh crocodile was attacking them in the first episode yeah and then we get like a old uh, what's his is his name pre fizzler or something i can't remember a, the heavy, the heavy set Mando, which gives us all hope. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can all be a Mando, you know. <laughs> well, I think it's played by um, uh, the writer, the exec producer. What's his name? Uh, Favreau. Favreau, yeah, he's in it. It's that Favreau, is it? Yeah. Fuck me, how did I not know that? I mean, he looks good. I, I could he's probably, awesome. I could, I could be a stunt double, or I can. They all look great, to be honest. I mean, like I said to the last, like the colours and some of them, like the reds and greens, and look awesome. You know, they look really good. Yeah, that's and the yeah, thing. When they all came good. out, it was like, okay, this is it's brilliant. I love it as well. Like I've bathed in the the mines in Mandalore, and he's just like, well, what if you're lying? Yeah, and he just goes, I've got proof. It's like you could have just scooped that water up from there in the back. Yeah. Exactly. Because okay. that test, that test that the armorer does. Oh, hold on a minute. Let me pour it into my cauldron. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Been, there. he's been there. It's gone blue. <laughs> Her gas bill must be. Oh, oh. She's always got those gas burners on. Don't she know there's an energy crisis? Clearly not on that planet. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you're burning right. It, always. Burning it always on. She's not doing anything. <laughs> Just like the burning guy must be so hot. That's a hot cave. Yeah, and they can't even take their helmets off either. They don't do themselves any favours. She's got a big old fur sort of carpet around her um <laughs> her shoulders as well to keep her even warmer with the gas burners on. She's like, Oh, it's a bit nippy in here. Let me just put the old fur collar back on. Yeah, it's bunts and burners going. Yeah, those but yeah. <sighs> when she's not melting melting metal and using them to make pog soup, I don't know why why she keeps them on, to be honest. <laughs> she's never had pog soup before. <laughs> she's never She's never had it. Have you ever had yellow biscuits? Yeah. Yeah, a box of biscuits. Mm. I mean yeah, sorry, going back to the biscuit delivery, I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought that was going to be something a bit more sinister, a bit more. I thought we were going to see Moff Gideon or something, as you know what I mean. Yeah, I thought it was something. Be... I thought it was going to be something. We're always, always going to get shot or something. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be like some sort of in, like imperial or ex-imperial person who's just like, I remember who you are. Do you mm. know what I mean? 
But no, it's just some biscuits. Just some biscuits. Apparently, there's red ones as well, Paz. Oh. Yeah. That's what she said, isn't it? She's like, I miss the red ones. And they were all like, you're joking. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously he goes to the cave, proves that he's been there, down the mines. Um, <laughs> everything, all is forgiven. And then our Bo Katan gets pulled in because yep. she hasn't taken her helmet. I did say this, didn't I? The last time she didn't take her helmet off. That's true, you did say um, that. And she's just been in there. So, yeah, then now she's part of it because I think because she, what she saw down there, she might start believing again. I think she will because because the Mythosaur is there and that's like a really big component of everything that they believe in. So yeah. maybe she's like, well, maybe I'll keep the old tin lid on for a while and see. See what life's like through that. Yeah. Um, and they were all like patting her on the shoulder and all that, weren't they? Like, yeah. Well, we are now part of the tribe. Yeah, it was very much that, wasn't it? <laughs> they were going, this is the way, and then that was the way, and then we're all, all done. We're all going the same way. We're all going the same way. So, yeah, we didn't predict, no one could have predicted where this story was going, you know, this ep went. And, um... I mean, I love the <clears> fact that in the description, it was like, like blah 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 on Coruscant or something, and I was like, "Oh, we're going to go to Coruscant in this episode. That'd be that'd be cool." But I mean, we got loads of it. Like they even like they jumped on the Northern Line. Do you know what I mean? And went to the shipyard, and it was like, "God, they're getting chased by ticket inspectors." And we see like it was really like you, like you mentioned before about the mountain. Like it's just really interesting concept to think that actually underneath all of that, um, like cityscape and everything, is the natural like natural bounty you know because that, that mountain must be massive if that's like just the tip of it you know yeah um and then when he was listening to that that kind of guide when he was getting into beds um before the old yellow biscuits turned up and that the voice was saying no like it coruscant is considered to be like the center of the galaxy and it said even though it's not quite this location isn't quite like that and then it cut off and i was like oh okay that's interesting as well like yeah because I always assumed it was like slap bang in the middle of um, of the galaxy, but yeah, that was that was cool. Um, but yeah, they just really they just really kind of mashed together like the aesthetics of of Mando and, and Andor in this one episode, which was it was nice, it was good. But like the whole cloning stuff, like I really want to know what this lady's deal is now because if she's working for someone still sort of like fighting the Empire's cause, then she's going to have to meet up with them at some point and have a chat. Yeah, the under the underbelly of Coruscant, mm. just like Andor. Yeah, maybe she has an antique store, <laughs> or maybe she knows a bloke that's got one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty old in Andor. I don't know if he would have survived all the way up until now. He might do, but yeah, see what a beef is really. Where, where's what what what's going on? And I think also it'd be interesting because I do think Bad Batch. They have done this deliberately. You know, do you remember with that episode where Grogu heals, um, I think it was Carl Weathers, wasn't it? His arm. Yeah. One episode. The day, I think it was, it was the last one, wasn't it? It was, it was the rise day, it was the day before the Rise of Skywalker came out. And they sort of had those two things sort of marrying. I think they might be doing something similar with this. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of the pushback on that was people were saying that they did that Grogu thing a day before so that when Rey does it in the Ra the Rise of Skywalker to that big snake thing, that people couldn't complain that it wasn't a Jedi skill yeah. to, like, heal people or things. Yes. The way that she did before. it, because Grogu yeah. obviously did it and it was, like, the first instance that anyone had ever, had ever seen it, which, you know, this... The cynic in me thinks that's actually quite quite amusing. Or quite that tickled me a little bit, but yeah, you could be right there, mate. Some sort uh, of cloning, um, you know, sort of thing because it's been very, it's been hinted at in Bad Batch. You know what I mean, I was sort of anti clones, obviously, and then sort of where it's going, and obviously we've got this whole storyline going here. So yeah, I don't know. It feels it feels a bit too coincidental that they're running sort of side by side. No, I they're, completely, I, they're in completely different times. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's the thing. I think Palpatine's had this idea of like cloning 
like mm. way back sort of around the prequels and stuff like that, which is why yeah. the, you know, the, the Kaminoans have like built that whole massive clone army. And I wouldn't be surprised if he, Palpatine had already either himself or via a, a third party got them, got them looking into, can you replicate, you know, like force sensitive people and uh, go myself basically. Um, yeah. But then is it, is it, but then because in the Rise of Skywalker, he's talking about like trans, like transferring his essence into Ray if she strikes him down, because obviously that would be like the last, the last of Palpatine in, in a physical form. So is it, is it a case of like learning how to do essence transference, or is it a case of like just keep cloning and cloning and cloning into a new body? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you've got to have that essence of the person. It's all very well just cloning a new body, but you've still got to like make make the transfer in like to be the same Palpatine every single time. Do you know what I mean? Oh man, I've just made it more complicated for myself, and I was really enjoying the cloning story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get get Dex on the case. He knows the score. I think, um, but I mean, the Bad Batch have been building up to this since like the, the end of the first series, like with um, the Empire, like transferring some of the scientists out of Camino and stuff. Like, I wouldn't be, well, I don't know how old Dr. Pershing is. I, maybe we could see a version of him in Bad Batch, like an animated version, maybe right at the end of the series, depending on on, on where they go with it, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, there's a lot. there's a lot of loose threads that need tying up. Um, but I think it's great that we're delving more into his cloning stuff, though. It just, it just, it's thrown me for a loop that they've put Pershing in that situation. And if his mind does get wiped, you know, like a pro- protocol droid, does that mean that there's someone else out there in a similar position that was helping him or was on his team or knows the research that can carry it on? But because they haven't been found by the New Republic yet, they can get on with it untethered, you know? Mm. And there's a lot of, lots to oh, go. Thank that's... God we've got a lot of episodes to go. Yeah, definitely. And also, how does it tie in with Mando? Because we don't want another Robert Fett situation, you know what I mean? No. Where it's some sort of... Yeah, what's he got to do with it? Because <laughs> obviously Grogu was the introduction to the doctor do you know what I mean the reason why but yeah I don't know yeah no it's going to be interesting mate it's going to be very interesting um should we move on to Bad Batch then yeah did, when did you get around to watching it in the end I watched it tonight so yeah I just watched it nice after my hour long um Mando kind of ran out of time <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's no, good. Yeah, I mean, I thought um, little side story didn't really. I don't know. What do you think? I, I kind of thought it was just one of those eps where they just go off to another new place and sort of doesn't nothing really happens. Yeah, that's. It was a very sedate episode for me. Um, it was literally a case of like let's let, like it started off like fun, obviously a bit of action and stuff like. Double cross, the old double cross, and all that, which was good. And then V was like, "Come, like, come with me. Like, I'll take you somewhere that you can lay down for a while." And they go to Pabu, and it's like the whole episodes didn't really move much on, which makes me think it will probably come into play a lot more heavily, like in the next episode or two, because there's got to be a, there's got to be a reason why they've gone there, and then that's happened. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fine. It was fine. Um, I mean, going back to the opening, the opening scene when they're in the bar, like I would hate to be a cantina owner or a bar owner in the Star Wars universe. What a nightmare it must be! Everyone's got blasters, and everyone flips at like literally the the drop of a card. So, you know what I mean? Like one little slip of a hand in a game of sabak, and your your bar's getting totaled. Yeah, do you know what I mean? The amount of well, the amount of bars that. Maybe we should talk about this in a separate episode. 
our favourite bar trashing scenes. Obviously, Cantina will win being the first. And but like, there, there's been quite a lot of scenes where, yeah, bars or, yeah, just get trashed or there's an incident or, you, you know, um, and even like the the episode of Mandalorian where there isn't a bar anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It's a school and they still aggro outside. <laughs> so, yeah, there is a theme definitely going on with some sort of... But none of them hire any security or anything. You know, we if you think about when we have to go out, like there's security everywhere. Yeah, but the, the trouble is, though, it's like, oh, you've got a couple of security guards. Well, I brought four blokes with me. And then the barman's like, yeah, but I've got eight blokes over here. Yeah. And the pirate's like, well, I've got 16 blokes on the roof. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's always just, up in the ante. Yeah, just thinking about the bar scenes. God, man, like... Because, obviously, in Obi-Wan, there's a little bar scene where the, where the Jedi is. Obviously, Boba Fett, there's a couple bars. There's um, there's the one... Was that Boba Fett or was that Mandalorian? No, in Boba, in Boba Fett, there's a bloody, um, like, suicide bomber, isn't there? Yeah, so there's a big... There's, there's that one, but then also in Moss... Not Moss Esper, but Moss Pagos, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. There's, is, I don't know if that was in Mandalorian or Boba Fett or in both. I think it was in Mandalorian, wasn't it? I think, I think it was well, in Boba Fett as well because that's where, that's where, um, yeah. There's got there's a bar there. There's a little bit of aggro. Jim shot once and twice fell. <laughs> Jim <laughs> fell? No, the twice. <laughs> Attack of the Clones as a bar scene. Yeah. Although the bar scene, as someone gets their hand cut off, but that's about it. Oh, yeah. Sam, Sam gets her hand cut off, so that's not too bad. Um, but yeah, it must be a nightmare. Like everyone, everyone's like tossing the tables over, like to protect yeah. themselves. Like blasters just going off and off, and you'll just be standing there, like wiping the glass down, and being like, oh, "I'm gonna have to get the painters and decorators in again next week. It's gonna cost a few." Well, at least Han Solo did give him some money, sort of about the mess. Do you know what That's I mean? true. So you know, I think again, just racking my brain, I think he's the only person that's ever paid for the mess. <laughs> Everyone else has just walked out. I mean, Omega took that briefcase full of like gold credits and didn't even like just hand one over. Do you know what I mean? Just no, be like, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, sorry for the mess. <laughs> yeah, so that just goes to show how much of a great character Han Solo really was. Yeah, definitely. You know, absolutely. And, and as far as sort of damage goes, there's not really that much damage. Maybe a hole in the wall that went through Greedo, a dead body, obviously. Um, there wasn't not as much damage as as what we saw in Bad Batch, you know, tables, like you say, it's all just kicking off blasters everywhere and Yeah. Yeah, just you know just makes you think. Like I wonder how much they charge for a pint in there, because they have to cover all the costs of like the damage that happens probably every weekend, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Must be expensive. Anyway, just anyway. Uh, it is a thought. Yeah, but um getting back to the to the episode, I thought um like I, I kind of like sat with dread the whole thing because it was so because it was so kind of slow and nice. I was just like something is something bad is going to like happen. Yeah. And although I didn't suspect what actually did happen, I I thought because they were getting a bit more relaxed about Omega going off and doing stuff, and I was like that they've gone on that barge out into the ocean and stuff, and I was like, are they trying to like does V want to split Omega away from? the bad batch so that she can like get her taken away. Cause like that obviously at the end of the last episode, that last week's one, they, the prime minister of Camino was like to that empire, like you've got to get the girl away. Like you've got to get that girl here to get the scientists to like cooperate. Cause if you put her under a bit of pressure via Omega, she'll do whatever you want. So I was like, maybe V had like picked up on this, through some sort of comms chatter or like a bounty or something and thought, right, okay, we can take her here. Everyone's off guard and then, you know, get them split up and then someone can come and like take a mega away and take, take her to the empire or whatever. So I kept thinking that, but then obviously what we got was more of a natural disaster. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which I thought played quite well. Never really seen anything like that before. Have we? I don't think. No, 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 we haven't actually. Because it was such a nice place, it's like always oh, a bit too good to be true, isn't it? Mm. And they suffer from uh, from tremors. <laughs> yeah, so. I kept thinking of that um, 
that film with Ewan McGregor, just to keep it Star Wars themed. You know, when he goes to Thailand and then the, the tsunami happens, they made a film of it, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, I was just kept thinking about that. I don't know why. Well, obviously I know why, but I don't know why that kept popping <clears throat> into my head. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, it kind of like, everyone got to, oh, did you notice there was like another callback to Revenge of the Sith with the old, they, they were like, get everyone to the higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't twig that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I was like, hello. High ground. Um, so, yeah, but like, to be honest with you, like, I don't know, it was just weird because it kind of, they got everyone to safety, everyone was all right, and it just kind of ended. It was just like the next morning, everyone was like licking their wounds, and it was like... Yeah, right, that was, was the big storyline, which is a bit odd. I thought it was going to be a big dinosaur that comes out of the sea, or do you know what I mean? Like something else. Yeah. Not a mythosaur, but, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> just... Rather just a little earthquake and well, see now thinking with thinking with my writer's hat on just for a second, but like they could now maybe do. It depends how destroyed like the the city is and everything, but because they keep saying it's just like an island on its own and everything, like maybe all these people now become like refugees and they have to like help ferry them out. And, and have to take them somewhere. I don't know, like just trying mm. to sort of marry it into things that are going on like in the real world today sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Could be something to do with that. And the Bad Batch are just like, no, we, we really want to help. Like, we'll, we'll help. And then, I, I don't know, they cross paths with the Imperials or something. And Because they, they said that the place is so far off the map that the Imperials don't really bother them. But the mayor was like, but if they did come, like, we'd be all right. So they've obviously got some sort of, Defense yeah. up, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it just kind of ended, and I was like, okay, so we've only got like I think we've only got f- three or four episodes left to go because we've got a double header to close it off with. So I think, yeah, there's four reps to go. So yeah, I mean, there's going to be more cloning stuff. I think that's the biggest storyline, isn't it? And they're trying to thread this needle of like the bad batch of pissed Sid off. They keep yeah. They keep pushing it, don't they? They do. Um, yeah, that is very true. And she's just like, don't don't test me because I, I know so much about you that it probably wouldn't be wise to let me shoot my mouth off, sort of thing. But I don't know what's she gonna do. Like, yeah, I know where these random clones are that you're looking for. Like, this is this is what they look like. And they're like, we fucking know what they look like. They're clones. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah. Now that's it. There's definitely there's definitely a, a correlation with the cloning storylines that are being told between both the series, though. And I'm just intrigued to see like which way they take them and sort of how we wind up. Because I was thinking to myself, like, we we must are we going to get more Palpatine in the Bad Batch? Maybe. And also, I was thinking watching Mando today. They probably won't, but how cool would it have been if we could, like, if we get to see Leia at some point, maybe? Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? If they're going to have so much action going on in Coruscant and it's all geared towards, like, the New Republic getting on their feet and getting up and starting. Totally. Yeah. Know, if she was alive, they probably they probably would try and get her involved, wouldn't they? But Yeah. So, sorry, going back a little bit, but obviously we're following that lady in to the chamber. Hmm. Oh, at first, I was I was hoping it was I was hoping it was Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs> he somehow got off and uh, yeah, Alderaan. <laughs> yeah, he never got he never got blown up. You love that man. You love that man. Just following him in. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, King of Alderaan. <laughs> king of Alderaan. Was he the king or the high magistrate? <laughs> oh, what was he? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so that was a little bit of a I thought, I'll tell you what I thought actually when, when they first showed her walking up because I wasn't sure if it was a man or a woman. And I was like, it looked that could be Thrawn, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like he's... from behind, it, you know? Because that, that's who. He's behind all of this, everything. You know what I mean. So, yeah, and he hasn't shown. Yeah, we haven't seen anything from him yet. 
Obviously, no. Ahsoka, Ahsoka series is going to, obviously, well, I think it's going to be that, her versus him, right? That's that series. But obviously, we're going to have a little bit of crossover into that series. Well, yeah, because I think we're going to get live action uh, Rebels, basically, aren't we? Like with older yeah. Hera and Sabine. and I yeah. think, like, like, I mean, if Thrawn's going to be in it, then Ezra's probably going to have to be in it because they both ended up getting, like, drawn into the... Um, the black hole via those hyperspace whales and stuff. Yeah. And we saw those hyperspace whales in the first episode of the new Mando. So we did. Yeah. 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 Which so, we didn't mention, did we? We didn't mention it. We didn't it, mention it. No, no. So much going on. We forgot. So much going on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Happy day. So what do we reckon predictions then for next week for Mando bad batch? I think, um, I mean, we keep we keep saying about this um, shot in the trailer of the all the Mandos being on Navarro, don't we? So, yeah, there's maybe old uh, the High Magistrate puts a distress call out, and Mando's like, "Hey, we're all mates now. Come on, come I've follow me. A, this is the I've way." Got an army, yeah, yeah. Not going, just, going... It's not just me and my retired plot of land anymore. <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of us. <laughs> Including my friend Bo, do you remember her? We put up um, we put up a couple of um, good photos on our, our Twitter <laughs> at, at UK Star Wars Pod um, of um, Din just relaxing on Navarro. He took the job in the end. He took the job. I, I go and have a look, see what you think. <laughs> yeah, very good. For the, um, it was, I think... what it was with the help of AI image creators. <laughs> so it's like Mandalorian on a sunbed with a cocktail in a volcanic island. <laughs> And look what came out there. It's amazing, right? Brilliant, mate. I thought you did it yourself, to be honest with you. I was like, that's the best That's the best half a day of work he's ever done. Exactly. How's he done this so quickly? <laughs> uh, it's the thing that's taking all our jobs, the AI world. So, yeah. Yeah, be um, careful, mate. It's all fun and games now, but once it starts nipping your cards, <laughs> you're going to be pissed off, aren't you? Well, I know. I'm hoping that is a very <coughs> unique uh, description. You know, it's all come from the brain, doesn't it? <laughs> it has, it has. Um, I think we might get we might get a bit of that action, or <clears throat> maybe Bo-Katan might start sort of saying, I, "I believe more in what you guys are up to. Um, I'd like to be more involved." And I'm just getting a little bit confused on the timeline now. Like, don't know. Something like that, but I mean, if we got like we basically got a whole episode set on Coruscant with Doctor Pershing, so I mean, all bets are off now because are we going to get are we going to get more stuff with the with like the double cross double cross woman, um, and hopefully that will feed into like some more like Imperial Remnant stuff. Or yeah, well, that's the thing. We need to get the bad guys up, right? Yeah. So we need to. I mean, well, the very fact that who were all in those bombers, you know, who, who were they, how did they find her sort of thing, and why did they bomb her house? You know what I mean? Because, like, obviously on the old radar when he says, we better go, there was a, a ton of TIE fighters coming towards them. Yeah. The TIE interceptors, you know. So, were they, you know, like, there's still some sort of something going on, isn't there? Yeah, I think um, she mentioned in the episode about how, like, she'd pissed off a few, like, Imperial warlords or something. So that's why when they destroyed the three or four that were chasing them, she was like, oh, come on, we can go back now. Like, it's all sorted. But then, obviously, it was like, they must have come from, like, a Star Destroyer or, like, a large ship that was in orbit. Yeah, yeah. There was was so many that... A ton of them. Yeah. Maybe they just had enough and they were, like, just going, fucking bomb the fuck out of her, you know? Yeah. But luckily, she wasn't in. So. No, she was she was in her ship, but um, yeah. So yeah, that'd be interesting. And uh, but I think yeah, the most important thing, obviously, the Mandalorian as a as sort of a religion, race, creed, whatever it is, you know, come together as one, which was always the the big thing. Was all these factions, yeah. And um, you know, now it's sort of one, especially with Bo-Katan being sort of head of what she was head of, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, like, maybe, maybe they're going to start. They're going to get a plan together to be like, if like if Mandalore's like habitable, then maybe we should go back there and start making some moves. I don't know. Yeah, civilization again. Now the empire's gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then, 
yeah, exactly. Like we need to kind of know who the like who we're fighting against this this series because there isn't really a, a like Gideon's been arrested and for all we know he's still in in jail or whatever. So you know who's the big bad going to be, and is it maybe going to be something to do with the first order maybe or something? I don't know. But then you've got to bring Snoke into it. Mm. And that feeds into the cloning side of stuff. So, I mean, there's an avenue to do that. Yeah. But yeah. it just depends how deep they go with that storyline in this particular series. But then, as, as we've just said, you know, sort of an hour-long episode and 45 minutes of it was on Coruscant. So, I mean, you know. Mm, who knows? All bets are off. Bring it on. Well, we'll try and do one on Wednesday next week. If not, it'd, be, it'd definitely be next week. Definitely. Just uh, one quick bit of news, just really quickly. Um, I've, I, I don't know if you've seen this or not, but I've noticed that uh, some wags have uh, put together a documentary all about the holiday special. Oh, uh, right. No, I haven't seen this. Yeah, it's called, uh, they've called it A Disturbance in the Force. Right. Which I think is a pretty, pretty fun title. Um, and yeah. it's debuting at uh, South by Southwest in America. Um, okay. I think I think this month I think they they put a tweet up recently saying that they were just in the final stages of uh, post production and stuff, so it's almost ready to to rock. But like they've got people like like Kevin Smith and like some other talking heads, like sort of fairly famous talking heads and stuff, like talking about the impact of it at the time and the legacy mm. of it and everything. And um, the trailer's quite funny. I, I encourage everyone to go and have a look at it. But it's got like a Darth Vader modular like voiceover and it's saying like we we cannot show you any footage from the holiday special in this trailer otherwise we will be like you know sued or and all that caper yeah um, and then it just cuts to like a few talking heads being like yeah like variety tv in the 70s in the us was just like bonkers but this was another level <laughs> like just stuff like that and i was just like this, yeah. this could be interesting you know like a good hour hour and a half documentary or whatever i don't know but it'd be fun yeah, really good fun. Um, was there any? We've got um, celebration less than a month away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of ticking down here in London. Um, indeed, indeed. Unfortunately, we we won't be going. They didn't ask us to come and curate the show, did they? No, no. Unfortunately, um, there's been a bit of a hoo ha within the autographing community. I know that because the prices of the guests. Are really astronomical, right? Like a lot more so than so. Obviously, there's a lot of like comic cons that happen in the UK throughout the yeah. year, every year, and you get certain Star Wars guests that cost between fifteen to twenty five pounds for a signature. Yeah, and these same guests are going to be at Celebration for like sixty quid. Seventy. Oh, cheeky! The same yeah. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're, they're like sort of double or triple the normal amount. Cheek, cheek. Um, and like people like uh, Hayden Christensen are like over 200 quid a pop. Whereas normally he'd be about, he'd be about 150 maybe. But yeah, so a lot, a lot of the sort of the, the older wiser heads in the autograph community are kind of <clears throat> talking about boycotting doing that. Which mm. I thought was interesting. There was there was a couple there that I would like to get. I mean, Anthony Daniels, I need on a couple of like pieces, like quite desperately actually. But he's his price is like about one hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty pounds. But like I might as well wait until he's at a regular convention in the UK where he's like almost half of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. But you don't want him dying. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that's it's a that's, risk. Yeah, it is a risk because, you know, they're all getting on. Yeah, all getting on. and um, But, yeah, so I thought that was that was a bit disappointing to read that that, that that was going on. And, you know, the same old regular excuses get trotted out. But at the end of the day, no one's really forcing them to put the prices up that high. But then if you're just a casual Star Wars fan that's really excited to go to Celebration and you might get to meet Wedge or... Deirdre from Andor or something like if you're not really au fait with the land of the lay of the land within the autographing world you're just going to think that's normal yeah you know yeah, yeah. but um this yeah it's a little bit of a shame but anyway 
hopefully we're going to have a, a guest on uh, next week as well who will be yeah. in celebration and uh, we'll be able to give us uh, his feedback on what he thinks and about other things as well but we'll keep you posted on that so happy days yeah yeah, yeah. Good. good stuff well let's catch up next week yeah nice one mate see you later everyone thanks for listening take care everybody may the force be with you starting our approach deactivate the security shield security deflective shield will be deactivated when we have confirmation of your code transmission stand by <laughs> <laughs>